What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Very Cold Lasagna, the podcast that houses a safe and open listening platform for casual, cold, and even the dumbest takes on the world of WWE, AEW, the NFL, and the wide world of pro wrestling and sports in general. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 43 of this freezing cold podcast. And we got another cold and tasty episode for you all today. It's kind of like a part two of our filthy casual season preview for the National Football League. And we're going to, like, it's like a finale of sorts. We're going to close it in a place that we kind of call home in the NFL. Obviously, with the red and gold, faithful to the Bay, the San Francisco 49ers, and their 2021 NFL season. When we look at this 49ers team, just like a little brief uh, synopsis before we get dive deep into this preview. This is a team on paper that looks good. Not great. Not really good. I mean, it can be really good, but it looks good on paper. Obviously, some question marks that we're going to get into. But it can all change in a hurry, both for the good and the bad, if they can stay healthy. If they do well, on the good side, but on the bad side, if they don't do that, then just like with years past, especially last season, that can all change in a hurry. So with that being said, this season, this coming season, that starts in what? A few days? This season is kind of like nut-breaking time. It's like, oh, big dick time for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch the GM head coach duo because they put in all this big money, these, the, these big moves during the off season to get better um, at a lot of skill positions. They re-signed all their big guys um, that they, that were in house and they made this big move that we're getting into to make another run at a Super Bowl. So we're going to obviously talk about it in our little season preview of the San Francisco 49ers. But before we do, we got to plug and shill about the social media, like we always like to do here on Very Cold Lasagna. So, as always, make sure to subscribe, turn on the notification bell for the Very Cold Lasagna YouTube channel if you like what you see here, so you'll be notified of each and every VCL episode exclusive video that comes out. And make sure to listen to the podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now Google Podcasts. You can listen to the audio version wherever you go, whether it's on the toilet or in the car. Yeah, you want to do that, huh? <laughs> and you can follow the show on social media at Very Cold Lasagna on Twitter and Instagram. So let's talk about this upcoming season for the San Francisco 49ers. When you look at last season, they didn't have the greatest of seasons. They really didn't. They were coming off... A Super Bowl loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. A pretty heartbreaking one. They were literally just seconds away. And literally a a throw that shouldn't have been overthrown away from winning the Super Bowl. Had Jimmy Garoppolo not overthrown Emmanuel Sanders for a wide open touchdown, it would have won the Niners their sixth Super Bowl. But, I mean, that didn't happen. We can't change history. It, it, it was what it was. Fast forward to the 2020 uh 49ers season yeah it was pretty shitty i mean sure we went six and ten but look how (laughs) 
that 6-10 and 10 season went. We were last in the division, but the biggest thing was a lot of players went down to major injuries and season-ending injuries, especially Nick Boza, Solomon Thomas, Jimmy Garoppolo himself, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, the list goes on and on and on. That was a like a big, big hit list of injuries. Think of it like whenever the Giants in the the San Francisco Giants in the odd years were like down on their luck, and then in the even years they would win the World Series in during that early portion of the 2010s. Except with the 49ers, that list just kept growing and growing and growing. That injury list kept growing, and by season's end, we were like, "Who's this?" What, what, which, this is not the 49ers team that resembled 2019 or 2017, whatnot. It just, it was just a not a beautiful season compared to the more, more successful 2019 season for the 49ers. Sure, there were some positive things. Actually, one, uh, linebacker Red Warner would have a really great season, play all 16 games. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but. He would be named to the All-Pro first team. So that would net him a big, big extension during the offseason. Well, kind of spoiled it there, but there you go. That would get him a big reward. And despite all the injuries, had, uh, de- former defensive coordinator Robert Sala would still rally his troops to play real like solid and good defense. Really solid and good defense. And that that heart and soul would get him a head coaching job to the New York Jets. And I'm kind of excited to see how he does on that team. But obviously, we're now going to focus on 49ers. But that being said, a few positives to take away from for the 49ers team. But it was still a pretty muddy 2020 season. So when you look at the offseason this, uh, this past winter... There are a lot of things that the 49ers had to address. Specifically, what they were going to do with offensive tackle Trent Williams. Like, he was a, a pending free agent. They traded a, what was it, a fifth round pick uh, to, the, from the, to the Washington football team for Trent Williams. And now he had a really, really good season with the 49ers. And now they had to think about resigning him. And resigned him, they did. They gave him this big fat contract, five years, a big amount of money. <laughs> it, it like I don't, I'm not a numbers guy, but still, they gave him a shit ton of money, shit number of years, and they also added more stability to the offensive line by signing a veteran center, Alex Mack, to help you know stabilize that offensive line because that offensive line, after a lot of people went down. After a lot of shuffling, it was bad. It was bad in 2020. So, not only that, Alex Mack is familiar with head coach Kyle Shanahan. So, you got some stability on offensive line. And then you, they also added some defensive line depth with uh, a linebacker by the name of Samson Ubukim, uh, who was previously with the N- NFC West rival Rams. Then you got defensive tackle Zach Kerr and defensive end Arden Key, who were... Solid additions as they would as they would prove during the preseason. They would also resign in-house uh, players like defensive tackle DJ Jones, safety Marcel Harris, 
and the other key guy in the secondary, Jason Brett, the corner. A lot of a lot of mainly in-house moves by the 49ers during this offseason and which was good because you want to keep as many of your own players as possible also looking forward towards who, who you could get in the free agent market now keep in mind the Niners didn't have that much money to spend in free agency I think it was like 24 or 30 million to spend which which sure is seems like a lot but keep in mind we we are kind of still in the pandemic and the salary cap was is pretty low. They the NFL lost a lot of sh- a lot of money because there was no fans in attendance. That means no money coming in for ticket sales. So all bets were off there. So that being said, they signed all their players. Now they look towards the draft. And lo and behold, out of nowhere on a random March Friday, the 49ers made their big move, <laughs> probably the biggest move. Uh, one of the biggest moves during the offseason was to trade the trade up nine picks. They were originally said for pick 12 to go up from pick 12 to three trade up with the Miami Dolphins. They trade up that pick and along with two other first round picks. So essentially three to go up from 12 to three in the 2021 NFL draft. And with that pick, they selected North Dakota straight yeah, the North Dakota State quarterback, Trey Lance. So that was an indicator that, yeah, they got a quarterback. They got a quarterback they, they wanted. I know some people were getting scared, including myself, that it was going to be Alabama quarterback Mac Jones because Kyle Shanahan likes those um, pocket guys like Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, and whatnot. But... He ended up going with a quarterback that's better for the long term. Trey Lance, who, who could move move outside the pocket, make improv plays, run when he needs to, make these bullet throws. He, he's a quarterback that fits more so of the future NFL. And this resulted in a possible indicator, well, more inevitable indicator that Jimmy G's time in SF could be nearing its end. And that led to a lot of media speculation of, oh, when is Jimmy G going to get released? Or when is he going to get traded? Or when is trade Lance going to start? And we'll get to that in a second. So we get to the preseason. And not a lot happens during training camp, with the exception of some key members of the offensive line going down. I think the most notable one was Justin Skull um, going down with an Achilles injury. So that was unfortunate. But we get to the preseason, we hear all the stuff about training camp, about Trey Lance, like, wowing people. He is just amazing people, he's amazing players, including Jimmy Garoppolo himself. And we get to see Trey Lance for the first time in action against the Chiefs. And for a casual fan like myself, he did pretty decent. He did pretty good. I mean, sure, he made some rookie mistakes, um, but he, even though... Though, in spite of those mistakes that he made, um, standing in the pocket too long, I mean, clearly, Kyle Shanahan didn't want to, like, explode the playbook right there and there because then teams would have, like, known what Trey Lance and Shanahan were going to do there and there. Like, if they they ever started or played 
Trey Lance during the regular season. They was like, oh, we know what to do now. So I get, I think I, I I could understand what they what Shanahan was doing with Trey Lance by limiting what like what play calls he, he was able to do. So even then, he still made some rookie mistakes, held on to the ball for too long, like didn't know how to like didn't know when to improv. Even like sure, like you could like he didn't need to or should have, but whatever. But despite all those rookie mistakes, he he learned how to bounce back from them. There's this there's this game there there was this interception he threw during the Chargers game and then he bounced back from them with a pair of touchdown drives and a two minute drill and he eventually settled in. He got comfortable. So that's the thing I like about Trey Lance. He learns from his mistakes. He doesn't like repeat them or like, you know, lose his confidence. That's that's good. We'll see how it, it applies in the regular season. You also noticed in the last uh, preseason game against the Raiders, they did they tried this um, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill style of play with Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Um, that had huge success, even if it, get, it was against the backup players. How that translates in the regular season, we'll see. I just hope that it, it's very occasionally because it could end up in a situation like like it was in Miami where Brian Flores was just switching back and forth between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagovailoa and who knows that might have like like affected Tua's development during his rookie year and I, I I don't want that to happen to Trey Lance like all that this switching back and forth and messing up the play calling like it, it could it could backfire on Shanahan if he does that so maybe in the style of Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Maybe, but I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm not an expert on this, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, there are also players that I liked during the preseason, like Jermichael Hasty and their rookie running back they, they drafted, Trey Sermon. He's going to be a key contributor in this new running back committee with him, Raheem Mostert, and Hasty. And the strong safety that they drafted Talanoa Hufunga, they all had pretty good preseason outings. So they cut their roster to 53 people. Now we look forward to the regular season. Who, who are they going to face? Like, what do I expect from them? Like, how is their regular season schedule look out? Well, when I look at this regular season, uh, this regular season, for the San Francisco 49ers. It's a it's honestly goes from oh it's winnable and then it goes from really tough and then it goes to from these games are winnable again. So they start the season on the road like back in 2019 when they had that slate against Tampa and Cincinnati. Only this time they're going up against Detroit and Philadelphia on the road. So again with the Lions as I mentioned in the last episode, they have Jared Goff as their quarterback and not Matthew Stafford. The problem with the Lions is Penny Swell is not doing so well right now um, on on the offensive side of the ball, on the offensive line. So that offensive line is questionable. And I'm, I don't know who their big-name receiver is 
for the Lions. But all I know is Jared Goff, if he wants to have any success in Detroit in his first year or any type of chance to prove that he could be the guy, the Lions need to give him some help. And it's probably not going to be this year, but they should do it this coming offseason. As for Philadelphia, they have some questions of their own. Jalen Hurts did not play at all or barely this this past preseason and I'm kind of worried for his development like how is he gonna do because he's taking over Carson Wentz the the former number two overall pick he, he got shipped off to Indianapolis and this is Jalen Hurts's time to shine like this is Jalen Hurts's time to prove he can take the reins as the QB in Philadelphia otherwise well Eagles fans in Philadelphia in general are going to let him hear it. And the rookie, Devontae Smith, he's still kind of find, trying to find his bearings in in the NFL. And that offensive line is still so-so. But all in all, the 49ers can easily go 2-0 against teams that are mainly in rebuild mode. But they can easily go 1-1 or 0-2 if they don't take care of business. So... They have to take care of their business against two teams that are mainly winnable. As for the rest of the slate, there are actually some important ones going from weeks two to to weeks two to eight, I believe. So you got the Packers, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Colts, the Bears, uh, the Cardinals again, and then the I think it's the Vikings afterwards. Uh, no, the Rams, and then after that it's. After that, we'll get into that in a, bit, in a bit. But you start your home slate against the Packers and the Seahawks. Very tough tough games to start your home stretch. And sure, it's the 75th anniversary, but what a way to kick off your 75th anniversary celebration at home against the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers-led Packers. No, you're not getting Jordan Love. Sorry. You thought you were getting Jordan Love. But Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, our buddy buddy once again at least for this season on on the bright lights of Sunday night you're going to the Niners are going to get to play them and Aaron Rodgers is always a tough out like even though the Niners have pretty much whooped their candy asses for the most part um for the last 2 years Aaron Rodgers is always a tough cookie to um pressure um defend it's going to be a tough out for this Niners team same thing with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson knows how to escape the pressure, makes these magical throws. You're going to have to contain them real real hard. Then you have to go to Arizona, and that could be a real real first te- uh, good test for um, the 49ers because they added some pieces. The The Cardinals added some key pieces. Even though, they're yeah, they're technically old, but still. You got defensive end J.J. Watt and A.J. Green on the... The receiving core now. Now Kyle Murray has a new a new toy to play with, so it's a big, big, tall task for this Niners team if they they want to go win some of these games. And then when they come back in the bye, you you have to face a Colts team that could either be starting Carson Wentz or Jacob Eason. You don't know which team Colts team which quarterback you're gonna get. By this point, but even then, they still have a strong defensive unit, and it's going to be DeForest Buckner's homecoming. So, these first couple of weeks are going to be interesting. So, 
you're gonna they're gonna have to take care of their business in that first stretch and then to close out the season you get the rams twice the a trip to, to jacksonville to take on trevor lawrence and the jaguars and you come back home to take on minnesota then you go to take on the cincinnati Bengals and joe burrow take on the houston texans atlanta tennessee and at la for the finale so all in all these games will either be a mix of grit and grind or trap games or runaway victories but again it's all about the niners taking care of business and making sure they can get the w by any means possible of course not by dick kicking i mean you know but winning these games when it matters most so i obviously have some questions and concerns for this Niners team, we went over the schedule. We went over what happened during the offseason. But going into this 2020 um, NFL, uh, 2021, sorry, NFL season, um, some questions and concerns I have about this Niners team. I'm just a little concerned about their offensive line because while Trent Williams remains one of the best left tackles in the league and Alex Mack, we have some stability at center. The rest of the offensive line, uh, they're kind of mixed. Either they're mixed or they, they absolutely suck. We don't know what um, the guard we drafted from Notre Dame, Aaron Banks, is going to be like yet because he's barely taking the field. And then we've seen what Tom Compton and Lincoln Thomason are like at the guard and tackle positions. They're not the greatest, but they're also not the worst. But... <laughs> they're not really reliable and Mike McGlinchey he, he can be good at times but he he hasn't had a, a good season especially that dreadful 2020 season where he just had to switch back and forth and I do kind of feel bad for him for that but he was just not in a good position last season so hopefully that starting offensive line and the, the death will stay healthy and be good enough to protect the quarterback, whether it's Jimmy G or Trey Lance. Speaking of those two, when will the Trey Lance era begin? When will the Trey area takeover go underway? That was literally the big question all offseason in Santa Clara, all over the San Francisco Bay Area, all over Levi's County. And in my honest opinion, I honestly don't know. I don't imagine it happening until i don't know maybe mid midway through the season like later like at much later in the season or maybe in a week seven week 18 finale when i don't know the niners are in a playoff position or like they're out of contention or like they have the top seed or something and then they're just gonna rest starters or whatnot they're in a position to rest starters or I don't know. Like, is Trey Lance going to be in a spot where he's going to like play? But aside from the fact that Kyle Shanahan is going to use this Drew Brees, Taysom Hill style of play, I don't know. I really don't know. But even then, Trey Lance still has some things to work on. Obviously, the best experience is to get the hands-on experience. Um, but for now, Jimmy Garoppolo is, for as much as I bash him for as critical as I am on him. He, he's fine. He's serviceable for the time being. Um, but for now, 
he should have the starting gig until he, like, something really bad happens to him. Like, he gets injured again, or he underperforms severely that Kyle Shanahan has to pull the plug on him. Like, it, it there's there's got to be some desperation for Shanahan to, to have Trey Lance start. And that, that, that remains to be seen. Like, I don't, like, <laughs> wish that on Jimmy G, but at some point, it's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. And last but not least, the secondary. How are they going to do? They have a new defensive coordinator. They have some new players and some familiar ones, but they lost uh, two key pieces to that secondary unit. Obviously, Robert Sala is now the head coach of the New York Jets, and they also lost corner Richard Sherman, um, who didn't resign and still remains a free agent, but still. Both of those guys were the heart and soul of that defense for the last three years, and both of them pushed that the defense to their limit. They they pushed them to deliver, especially the secondary. So with both of them gone, I'm really curious how they're gonna produce, and I really hope they produce. Like I want, I would like to see them, you know, get turnovers, get yards for loss and whatnot. It, I think this group is going to be like taking a little bit of a step down from, than previous years. So this group is being led by Jimmy Ward, Jason Verrett, Kwan Williams, Jaquaski Tart, all who were sold last year. In years past, I would just like to see them step up and be leaders for this group that was previously led by Richard Sherman. So who's going to be that guy? Can all of them be that guy? that bees the leader we'll see so overall the Fortnite's can be a good team in 2021 granted they stay healthy they can make the playoffs if they take care of their business um they're also gonna have to beat a lot of the good teams in the nfc and stay competitive in what's probably gonna be the most competitive division in the nfl this season in the NFC West. You got an Arizona Cardinals team that has players like Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, JJ Watt, and the Rams upgraded at quarterback with Matthew Stafford, and they have a lot of firepower already that's ready to be unleashed in Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and on the defense, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And of course the Seahawks, they're always pesky as always with Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. So they got to match up with their NFC West rivals because if they don't, they can get lost in the shuffle real fast and potentially miss out on their Super Bowl Losers Cursed Revenge Tour. So this 49ers team, again, can be a good team that can be in the mix for a playoff push, but they just got to stay healthy and they got to take care of business and they made all these. They, they, if they don't, then these moves that they made during the offseason, it's kind of just going to be all for naught. And we're just going to be looking for quite like answers to questions we're going to have, like for this, like after the season. On you made all these moves. Why didn't they? Why didn't they, why didn't it deliver? That's what we're going to be asking. Whether it's like media people, regular people like me. 
we're going to be asking these questions to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch all like all off season long or even during the season if these moves don't pan out like if none of this goodwill pans out so we will see what happens but I'm gen- I'm still excited nonetheless I'm still excited to have 49er football back this coming week this coming days we start the season in Detroit against Jared Goff and the Rams and it's gonna be a good time <laughs> man I'm just glad to finally talk about some Niner football talk about football again in general it's been great to finally say F you to wrestling and I'm just so glad that football is back baby ah it feels good but anyway thank you for tuning into this fine fine episode of very cold lasagna into this filthy casual preview to the 2021 season of the san francisco 49ers what do you guys think will happen to the 49ers this coming season whether you are a fan of the 49ers or even a rival to the to the 49ers a rival fan of the 49ers or maybe a filthy casual like me of the 49ers let me know how you feel whether it's a comment on youtube or on the social media posts related to this episode or a dm let me know how you feel in the comments or dms messages any way you can to give your opinion your take on how the 49ers will do this coming season but that is it for this episode of very cold lasagna i am your host dylan lasagna thank you for tuning in to this fine fine episode make sure to subscribe turn on the notification bell to the bcl youtube channel Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM, as well as Google Podcasts. We are now on there, too. We are not on Spider-Man FM or Spider-Manify, like I botched it in the NFL uh, preview episode. But anyway, I digress. Also, listen to the show wherever you can, and follow the show on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at VericoLasagna. And... Keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports in general, freezing cold and in the fridge like a very cold lasagna. Until next time, peace out.